This is Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Wayne's Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Fence and Debt, Elticon Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, Hat Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Here's Joe Taylor. We welcome you inside the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas for tonight's 6A state championship between the Duncanville Panthers and the Westlake Chaparrales. And with a 28-1 and record, an 11-1 district record, the chance of District 11-6A and third straight state finalist, the Duncanville Panthers are ready and willing to take on the 30-1 Westlake Chaparrales. Of course, these two teams met in the regular season on back-to-back games for the Westlake Chaparrales. They came out of quarantine with COVID-19 protocols and had one practice, immediately played a game against Midway, and then on the next day they had to play Duncanville, one of the best teams in the state. So it is not necessarily indicative of where those two teams are now because both of them have had remarkable playoff victories and some close calls as well. Of course, we can go back to Westlake's playoff run in their 10-point deficit against O'Connor in the fourth quarter. They were able to come back and win. And a rematch of the lone district loss, the lone loss on the season for the Panthers, was Waxahachie. In fact, that game was played at Waxahachie as Coach Peavy and Waxahachie flipped for it. <laughs> and Duncanville lost that flip, went into a sold-out Waxahachie High School and uh, delivered the win there as they won 70-65 to to avenge that regular season district loss. But they're here now, champions in district, champions in their region, and now they play for it all. Coming up on the shoot-around, we'll meet with Robert Lucero. You'll hear all of uh, the pregame accolades that both of these teams are uh, destined for. And obviously, we have to pay attention to uh, athletic team in Duncanville and Westlake trying to make school history their first state championship berth, and they go for their first state championship title in basketball. When we come back, We'll hear from Robert Lucero. All of that and more coming up here on the shoot-around presented by Independence Title. Live from the Alamo Dome, this is Westlake Basketball. Choosing the right financial institution has become a challenge in the greater Austin area. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on B Caves just west of Mopac. Plains Capital Bank, working for Westlake right here in Westlake. For over 100 years, the Coverts have sold over 1 million cars in Chevy and GMC trucks. We take a lot of pride in that. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert, and to be the leader, you have to offer more. We offer five convenient service locations for you to choose from. And, of course, the famous low covert price. No matter where you shop, no matter what you've been offered, the coverts will beat it. It's just that simple. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it. Covert Chevrolet Buick and GMC, Highway 71 in Bastrop. 
It's the shoot-around with Robert Lucero ahead of the 6A state final as Westlake makes their first trip to the state finals. Obviously, here in this gym three years ago, what do you take from your experience in the semifinal against Allen in 2018? Is there any similarities about how to prep and get ready, and, and what do you take from that as a head coach into this game? Well, I think one of the things that we learned that year it was a little different setup because you had the Friday, Saturday games, and so you had a whole week uh, to mess with. When that's that's a lot of time for practice. Sometimes going into a game, we also came down, you know, because it was a Friday, Saturday deal. Then we came down Friday morning, and we shot here in San Antonio. Went to a hotel, came to see a game. Game before us goes into double overtime. Then before you know it, like our game starting like way late, and I thought we were uh, worn out from the uh, emotion of that day. We didn't back off practice this year going into a game. And, you know, thankfully, we've been uh, relatively healthy. Uh, so we didn't have to worry about that stuff. But even if we hadn't, I wouldn't have backed off. And then we also came down yesterday and we did our shooting at Northside, our practice at Northside full, you know, day before game practice, which is it's not the Alamo Dome, but doesn't have a backdrop. Uh, so it's similar. And then uh, we came and watched the 5A game last night so we could kind of enjoy the experience as a team, uh, see the gym, see the motion. It was a really good 5A game when it's overtime, went back and forth. Uh, those are like the differences this year uh, compared to the last time. In the COVID-19 protocols this entire season, one of the things that you've talked about is that they haven't been able to get on the road. You don't get to go to yeah. tournament games. You don't get to be around each other in the hotel. You don't get to watch, you know, movies or anything like that. Yeah. Even ride the bus was a little difficult yeah. this year, but it feels almost like it's normal here in the state championship yeah. game. Yeah, you know, it feels like a, a trip that we've taken the last couple of years for uh, one of those games in Dallas where we, you know, played a showcase game in, at, at, at Duncanville against a really good team. And, you know, the guys all had their own hotel room and we had a tar bus and we're all spread out. So it was a, it was still where you took some of the same precautions. So you're not on top of each other cuddling all the time. But, uh, you know, but if you get to this point, you know, you, you want you want the kids to be able to enjoy this experience and not just rush through it. Um, and I think that's what we tried to do this time. 28 and one, 11 and one, first in District 11, 6A. The only loss on your season. Obviously, there's a little bit of a backstory. You know, you come off the game with Midway. You don't really get a chance to prep with them. You lose by 10. You're also banged up a little bit, but you're also coming off COVID mm -hmm. as well. So mm -hmm. the so the protocol is not exactly what you would want on a back-to-back -back game, uh, trying to get some sort of non-district season. However, when you look at Duncanville, they are every bit as advertised, averaging just over 83 points a game, and they are big down low they can go get the basketball they can rebound that is uh, something that we've seen Westlake run into where they've been the dominant rebound team tonight I think the game is on the glass got to make sure you don't turn the ball over because they fly down the floor and they attack the basket so well off the dribble coach Peavy has them playing a, a pace and a effort level that if you do miss they have guys that are trying to tip it in um, and so we definitely have to make sure we take care of the ball and get um, predictable shots so that we can rebound uh, you know, our offensive rebounding, if we're doing a good job of it, can slow down that transition. You know, transition defense starts with shot selection. So, you know, we are going to fire some up there where they got to be great shots. Got to rebound it so they can't run at us. Uh, we got to take care of the basketball uh, so that they're not running at us. And then when the shot goes up, uh, we got to make sure we're hitting somebody. Uh, their pace of play gets a lot of cross matches. So if we're running back trying to find our man versus trying to find the closest guy, uh, then we're going to be all out of whack and we'll give up offensive rebounds. Uh, so when the shot goes up, um, we need to make sure that we're talking, communicating, and then uh, making contact with the guy closest to us. Zerk Phelps, obviously a guy that uh, is very much uh, athletic, length, good three-point shooter, but he's also a better driver. That's a guy that really stands out, that, that kind of controls the pace of the offense, if you will. When he's getting his shots and able to penetrate, that speaks to Westlake's defense down low. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got we to gotta try to 
you know, they shoot the ball well, so it's hard to just load up on drivers, but we got to make sure we're kind of clogging uh, down gaps and then getting the shooters. You know, you got to do both against the uh, guys that are this good. So we definitely got to work to make sure that, that uh, uh, he's not getting some straight line drives. Um, and then when he gets there, you know, don't foul him. You challenge, but then uh, if you peel off, you got to hit somebody that's coming down from the top of the key to rebound. I know Damon Nicholas Jr. is, is a guy that makes a lot of shots in the paint. He's not asked to, to jump outside and, and just wail away at a three-point shot, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have one. No. A guy that shoots 40% from beyond the arc may not take a whole lot of shots, but he does, like Preston Clark, mm -hmm. take his shots when he has shots. I'm more interested in defense. Down low, this is something that Westlake's probably going to have to chase a little bit tonight when it comes to just the speed and athleticism, but defensively for Duncanville, I think their work's cut out for them just because of your offensive set, especially in the half court. You know, we got to make sure that we're still attacking the paint and getting in there. And then uh, they're, they're very good defensively, similar to Tascacito, where they're going to send somebody over to help early. So uh, when we do uh, get into the paint, we, we have to make sure we hit two. You know, that can be with the post up or it can be on the drive. But when they do send help over, uh, we can't get out of control. We got to jump up and throw it and skip it to the other side and play three on two uh, opposite the basketball. Final thought, Coach. We know that this has been an emotional week. You have the highest of highs on Tuesday night, Westlake's first ever trip in school history to the state finals, and then a punch in the gut on Wednesday morning. And I thought not only yourself, but the kids throughout the week have talked eloquently about the passing of Jackson Coker and just what kind of chaparral he was. And I think you summed it up nicely when you said he set the standard. Can you talk a little bit about how you've dealt with this as a coach heading into the state final? We talked about it uh, in film the day, the next day. Uh, when we were looking at the corrections and the good stuff from Atascacita, uh, and then you just try to share some personal stories. Not that I'll be able to take any of their grief or pain away um, because we had several guys on our team that were close to him. Um, we had several guys on our team the last couple of years that were close to him. So you're not going to be able to take that grief away, but that's okay because when you're mourning the way our guys were mourning, um, it shows that uh, there was something special that was lost. And so we have to try to make sure that we're morning and 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 not being ashamed of our, our emotions but we also had to look at it from uh, the standpoint of, gr of gratitude because we did have time and they had time with somebody that was special um, and then most importantly um, you know the emphasis should never be like on us um, it should always be on his family and what they're dealing with and hopefully somehow the Westlake community can help them get through this because um, you know now that I'm a little older and I have a son and stuff I just can't imagine what they're going through so uh, we're definitely praying for them. One of the things that, that Jackson always said was having an attitude of gratitude. And I think that's what we all are, is grateful that Westlake is in this position, grateful for the community that rallies around. And, Coach, uh, I know that this has been a tough week from just a leadership standpoint, and I know that you're dealing with it as we all are. Congratulations. And, again, as always, good luck. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. The thoughts of Robert Lucero and, of course, our thoughts, prayers, and the entire community have uh, wrapped around the Coker family. Jackson Coker, a former team captain for the Westlake Chaparrales, part of the historic 2019 state championship team, passed away tragically on Wednesday morning. And the entire community has been on an emotional roller coaster, yours truly, as we interviewed Jackson uh, quite, uh, quite a few times throughout his career at Westlake. And just a, an absolute honor to call all of his football games and the honor continues with Westlake's performance and appearance here in the state final in basketball as Westlake is poised to become, with a win, the third team in the highest classification here in UIL to win a football championship and a basketball championship in the same scholastic year. But again, it all fades away when the Westlake Chaparrales came on the court.
They all are wearing Westlake basketball warm-up tops, and every single one of them have the number 16 on the back. This is Westlake basketball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters, and with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship-level treatment. Click MyCryoFit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake-owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your Workout. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at AustinPerformancePsych.com. That's Austin Performance PS1. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Let's meet the starting lineups first for Duncanville. Again, their head coach, David Peavy, led their team to a 28-1 record, 11-1 record in district play, first in District 11-6A. Seven-time state finalist for the Duncanville Panthers. They won it all in 91, 91, and 99, 07, and 19. And again, three straight trips to the finals. Obviously went to the finals, but did not play the finals. So this is their third consecutive trip to the state finals, and they'll lead things off with six foot two senior point guard Zurich Phelps, a six foot eight, 170 pound sophomore power forward Ronald Holland, CJ Ford, a six one, 170 pound junior point guard Juan Reyna, the six foot three, 180 pound senior point guard, and Damon Nicholas Jr., six foot four, senior small forward. Again, the leading scorer on the ball club, just under 17 points per ball game, along with seven and a half rebounds and just over three assists. We'll meet the starting lineup for the Westlake Chaparrals after the introductions here and, of course, in the starting lineups. And, as always, the national anthem. We'll be right back after this quick timeout as Westlake and Duncanville are primed to take the floor for the state, sem- the state finals here in 6A. This is Westlake basketball. Whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around...
Welcome back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you as we're courtside. We meet the starters for the Westlake Chaparrales. A 6'5 senior guard, Cade Mankel. K.J. Adams, a 6'7 senior guard. He can also play forward as well. Ian Moat, the longest reigning basketball player as he got time as a freshman. This is his fourth and final season here at Westlake and one of the all-time winningest basketball players in program history. He's six-foot senior point guard. Blake Nielsen, the six-foot-two senior guard. And Preston Clark rounds out the starting lineup at six-foot-six junior forward. So it's Clark, Nielsen, Moat, Adams, and Mankel, a team that has scored over 70 points per ball game, shooting just over 51% from the field as a team. For the Duncanville Panthers, as we mentioned prior to the commercial break, it is Damon Nicholas Jr., Juan Reyna, C.J. Ford, Ronald Holland, and Zurich Phelps. Zurich Phelps, a 52% shooter from the field, 31% from beyond the arc, 65% from the free throw line. He averages just over 15 points per ball game, five rebounds, and just under four assists. Ronald Hollins averages just under 14 points a ball game and 10 rebounds per ball game. C.J. Ford, just under eight points per contest, along with three rebounds and four assists per game. Juan Reyna averages just over 13 points per ball game, two rebounds, three assists. And Damon Nicholas Jr., their leading scorer, averaging just over 16.5 points per ball game, seven and a half rebounds, and three assists. For Cade Mankel, shooting 42% from the field, but 48% here in the playoffs. He is... Uh, Deadly from beyond the arc as well, shooting at 40% clip in the playoffs. K.J. Adams, the leading scorer, averaging just over 25.5 points per ballgame, 23 points per ballgame to go along with seven rebounds, and just over 4.5 assists per ballgame to go along with two steals and a block per game. Ian Moat averages just over 8.5 points per ballgame, scored 13 points, grabbed three rebounds and an assist versus Atascacita, had 11 of those 13 in the first half. So he was deadly, especially from beyond the arc. Blake Nielsen had 2.6 rebounds, 4 assists against Atascacita. He averages just over 4.5 points per game. He's big on the glass. As a taller guard, he's able to get the long caroms and uh, duke it out with some of the bigs down low from his guard position, averaging 5 rebounds a game, just over 2.5 assists per ball game to go along with 3 steals and a block. Preston Clark scored 11 points, grabbed 11 rebounds. A double-double in the uh, semifinal on Tuesday night. Has three assists to go along with one steal and two blocks against the Tascacita. Really a breakout game for Preston Clark, not only offensively, but defensively as well. So Clark, Nielsen, Moat, Adams, and Mankel are the starting five. We'll see Nakari Gahan along with Jaden Greathouse. Those are the two main men, along with Connor McManus off the bench. We've seen at times Diego Schleppe slip into the ball game, kind of be a quiet assassin from beyond the arc. And for Duncanville... Zurich Phelps, obviously the leading scorer, but with Duncanville, what David Peavy wants to do, and you heard it from Robert Lucero in our pregame conversation, this is an incredibly athletic team. This athletic team likes to run up and down the court. They like to get into transition. They don't necessarily have a whole lot of half-court offense, but 
They kill you with defense. There's constant pressure. And for David Peavy's ball club, they had a scare in the region final against Waxahachie. And where Waxahachie in the first half went 14-0 run. And they survived with a good defensive play in the second half. And obviously Waxahachie's shooting fell off. But they knocked off two top ten teams in route to the state final. Duncanville as advertised as they're back in the state final for the Shaps. Back in the final four. First time since 2018 when they did it the first time. Lost against Allen, the eventual champion, in the semifinal. But they find themselves for the first time ever in the state championship game here in 6A. And it will be the Westlake Chaparrales and the Duncanville Panthers to tip it off here from the Alamo Dome. Ronald Holland, a 6'8", 170-pound sophomore, will jump against the senior headed to Kansas, K.J. Adams. Westlake and their home whites. Duncanville controls the gate here, getting it immediately in penetration in the first points of the ball game. Go Damon Nicholas Jr. scores the first points. Now over to the left wing as Westlake moves left to right in the first half, right to left in the second half. Spot up three-point shot here from Preston Clark. That one way off the mark. Now into transition to C.J. Ford. C.J. Ford across the timeline. Gets it over to the right wing here to Nicholas. Nicholas into the corner now. Driving baseline, scooting the pass out here to C.J. Ford. He's going to regroup on the half court. Nielsen staying with him defensively here in this zone. Waiting to see is Zurich Phelps. Phelps trying to work through the double team. Doesn't have it. Nicholas at the top of the arc. Shoots it over here to the left wing. Nicholas operating. Now back out top to Zurich Phelps. Phelps trying to drive. He stops on the left block. Trying to bounce pass here to the right side is Juan Reyna. Reyna will reset. Good defense here from Westlake. Now launching a long three-point shot from NBA range is Reyna. That one is no good. Nielsen pulls down the rebound into the front court. Hands it off to K.J. Adams on the left wing. Adams over to Moat. Moat trying to work around a screen. Doesn't have it. Kicks it over to Nielsen. Back to Moat. Moat with the basketball momentarily. Now back over to Nielsen. Into the high post. Now to the left wing. Three-point shot coming for K.J. Adams. That one kisses off the front iron. No good. 2-0 here. Now leaping for the ball in the free in the front court here is Ronald Holland. Holland tries to go right at Preston Clark, and Clark blocks the ball and deflects it out of bounds. Nice job there, keeping his hands up. No foul called, and it will be Duncanville basketball. Lobbing it into Holland is Phelps. Holland trying to drive, puts up a wild shot with the right hand. Clark trying to pull down the rebound. He tips it over to KJ. KJ with an opportunity here, but he's going to slow it up here to the left wing. Tosses it back out to Cade Mankel, and Moat will reset. Waiting patiently as Moat over to the right wing here to Mankel. Now Nielsen trying to drive. Doesn't have it. Preston Clark will just hand it right back to Nielsen. Nielsen trying to free up Clark in the left corner for a three-point shot. That one is good for Preston Clark. And Westlake grabs the lead, 3-2. to two. First lead of the ball game here on a three-point shot. Now the deflection coming from the baseline as K.J. Adams picks off the ball. Cade Mankel into the front court, guarded by Reyna, driving in, kicks it over to Nielsen. Nielsen open for a three-point shot. That one just off the front iron. And now in transition is Zurich Phelps. Phelps, one-on-three break. Actually walked with the basketball, but they're going to give him the jump stop as Phelps picks up his first two points of the ballgame. Four to three now as Duncanville reclaims the one-point lead. 5.23 to play here in the first quarter. Nielsen trying to work against that zone defense. Doesn't have it. Kicks it over to Adams. Now back over to Clark. Clark over to Mankel trying to work around a screen. It frees up 
Preston momentarily, but he dishes it off to the front. Out to the top of the key to Moat. Moat trying to drive baseline. Staying right with him is C.J. Ford. Now K.J. with the double team. Drives to the hole. The shot is up. He is fouled. Shot is no good. And the foul is going to be called on Damon Nicholas Jr. That's his first personal foul. For K.J. Adams, a 73% free throw shooter throughout the season. Puts up the first shot, and it's no good. Again, only three field goals in this first three minutes. As you can hear Robert Lucero on our court mic. The second free throw is up and no good for KJ. Little butterflies there as Nicholas brings the ball into the front court. Nicholas looking over to the right wing to Zurich. Phelps now gets it back up top to CJ Ford. Now Nicholas on the right wing. And the navy blue jerseys for Duncanville with Duncanville in white block print across the front of the jerseys. The red numerals trimmed in white. And the red trim down the navy blue shorts. Now fading in the lane on a jump stop opportunity here is Nicholas. Fadeaway jump shot from eight feet away is no good. And K.J. Adams feeds the outlet pass. Now Moe trying to drive in. Kicks it over to Mankel. Mankel with a three-point shot with a hand in his face. That one no good. Rebound cleared out here by Ronald Holland. Launching the ball down court. Moment open there for a three-pointer. Phelps passes it up. Instead, going right down the right side of the lane is C.J. Ford. And he scores with the right hand. And Akari Igehan is getting set to check in. 6-3 is they double it up. See Connor McManus waiting to check in as well. K.J. over to Preston Clark. Frees up Cade Mankel. And Mankel buries the three-point shot. Game tied with 3.55. Transition. Down court pass here to Ronald Holland. His turnaround jumper from the right block is no good. Rebound K.J. Adams. The outlet over to Mo. Moat coming across the UIL 100 logo here. As he stops and pops a three-point shot. That one just off the left iron and no good. Now Reyna in transition over to Phelps. Phelps driving in, taking the charge momentarily. There was Mankelis. He hit the deck, but they're going to give the basket to Phelps. And right now the officials, the officials are making it very clear that this will be a physical basketball game. 3.23 to play, 8-6, Duncanville with the lead. The only two field goals for Westlake, two three-pointers, one by Preston Clark. Cross-court pass from the corner. Moe's open for three. K.J. saw him, but that shot no good. Fighting for the loose ball there momentarily is Preston Clark. But Duncanville able to keep possession. Phelps coming down the right side. Elevates, puts the shot up. It's no good off the front iron. Rebound Preston Clark as he tipped it. Did Cade Mankle. K.J. coming across the timeline over to Blake Leoson. Left wide open. Head fake. He's going to go right to the hole and make the layup. Nice job by Blake. As he saw last... Tuesday night, we could really understand the game of Blake Nielsen on both ends of the floor. He actually got his first dunk in that ball game. Here's a three-point shot by Ronald Holland on the left wing. That one is no good. Nielsen pulls down the rebound. KJ trying to muscle his way in. Turnaround jumper. That one no good off the back iron. Fighting for the offensive board is Preston Clark. He kicks it out to Moat to the top of the arc. Cade Mankel for three. That one no good. Rebound by KJ Adams. Adams with the putback. That one no good. Adams fighting for the offensive board, but Holland comes down with it for Duncanville. Game's tied at eight here, and now it's steal on the other end. As Moe trying to take it all the way in. Goes up with the reverse layup with the right hand, and it's good for Ian Moat. 10-8 lead for 2.05 to play here in the first quarter. Reyna driving down the right side, and contact as he elevated, and that's the first foul for Westlake. 
Foul's going to be called on Preston Clark. Just the second foul in the ballgame. And we do have subs coming in. Cameron Barnes has checked into the ballgame here. And there is a media timeout. We will take it as well. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. Austin's new choice for BMW is proud to sponsor the Westlake Chaps. Hendrick BMW of South Austin is transforming the luxury car buying experience with a 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility just five miles south of downtown. With over 250 new BMWs in stock, plus a great selection of certified BMWs, you'll score big with the Hendrick difference. It's an automotive experience beyond your expectations. It's a winning drive just off South I-35 at Stastny Lane and BMW of South Austin whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees it's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at cricketshirts.com Welcome back to live coverage. Joe Taylor with you along the at the Alamo Dome. We do have some subs coming into the ballgame here as uh, David Sykes is in the ballgame along with Cameron Barnes. Sykes, a 6'5", junior shooting guard, also can play the small forward position. Cameron Barnes, 6'11", sophomore, plays the post, can play in the center as well. Connor McManus has checked into the ballgame. Connor, a 6'4", junior guard. Juan Reyna will go to the line to shoot two. He's an 83% shooter during the regular season for Duncanville. Westlake with a 10-8 lead. They've led three times in this ball game, and the first one for Juan Reyna rims out. Second shot for Juan Reyna. That one also does not fall, so the butterflies are very much there. Also, no backdrop here in the big stadium at Alamo Dome. Coming across the timeline off the rebound is K.J. Adams. Adams driving in, kicks it out to the right corner. Wide open three-point shot opportunity for McManus. And that one is no good. Rebound cleared out here by Eric Demings, who's also in the ballgame. Going up for the shot here is Cameron Barnes. Barnes goes up strong, but he is fouled in the process. K.J. Adams picks up his first personal foul. And Cameron Barnes will go to the line to shoot two. A 68% free throw shooter during the regular season. He'll have two shots. First shot is up and no good. Rims out after it bounces off the back iron. Second shot for Barnes is forthcoming. That one is too strong. Rebound. As Nakari Gahan is in the ball game as well. So we Gahan Greathouse, KJ Adams, as a Jaden Greathouse playing in his second championship game this season. Of course, 
star wide receiver for the football team. Mo trying to drive in. Moat kicks it out. Wide open K.J. Adams opportunity for a three-point shot. That one is no good. Rebound pulled down by Duncanville. Phelps into the front court. Actually checked that. It was Eric Demings. As Phelps tried to find Demings on the right block, Demings had the ball momentarily, and then it was poked out of bounds. Reyna will check out, as will Zurich Phelps. Inbound pass here on the turnover from K.J. Adams to Jaden Greathouse. Greathouse had had too many minutes here in the playoffs in the last few games as he makes it across the timeline here. Back over to K.J. Adams. Still a 10-8 game with 68 seconds to play in the first quarter. K.J. trying to find Nakari Igehan down low. Battles in against the double team. Puts up the shot from the left block. That one is no good. Nakari with the putback as he gets his own rebound. Now Duncanville trying to ricochet the ball off. And it was, I believe... It was C.J. Ford that tried to ricochet the ball off of Jaden Greathouse, and it didn't work. He stepped on, the bu- uh, stepped on the baseline, so it will remain with Westlake as Greathouse looking to inbound to Moe. Moat gets the ball at the top of the arc. We'll reset the half-court offense in the final minute of the first quarter. Westlake with a 10-8 lead. Joe Taylor joining you live from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Moe trying to clear out for McManus. Now gets it into the top, gets it into the high post, but backing out is K.J. Adams after the pass was tipped momentarily there by Cameron Barnes. McManus on the left wing. 30 seconds. Now gets it over to the right wing. Greathouse trying to get the ball down low to K.J. Adams through the double team and this is going to be a traveling violation on K.J. Adams according to the officially moved his pivot foot in an attempt to kind of get free from the double team. Ten eight ball game here is Westlake 4 of 17 shooting. 4 of 11 for Duncanville. Now driving in is Damon Nicholas, the junior, kicking it out to the left corner here. C.J. Ford's wide open for a three-point shot, and he buries it. 11 to 10, Duncanville with that shot. Greathouse getting across the timeline. Ford right in his face, hands it off to K.J. Adams. Adams pulls up for a high jump shot at the buzzer. That one is no good. Barnes pulls down the rebound, and we go to the second quarter. Westlake down by one. As Duncanville snags the one-point advantage here in the 6A championship game. We'll be right back after this timeout. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball here in the 6A state final in San Antonio. This is Westlake basketball. On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Going touchdown. Stack your roster with delicious hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. And top it all off with freshly made tea lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Does downtime of your IT infrastructure equal lost money for your company? Tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000-square-foot purpose-built facility is carrier-neutral, offering both retail and wholesale co-location options on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with services to match. Westlake family-owned and operated. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location and schedule a tour at datafoundry.com. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you, 11-10 in a 
like most boxing matches, these two heavyweights feeling each other out as they don't know each other all that well. Again, Duncanville won the... Uh... We apologize, having a little bit of a, a Wi-Fi struggle here. We're back to uh, live coverage here as K.J. Adams tries to go up strong. That shot rejected. Apologize for the technical difficulty here as uh, we've had a little bit of issue with our Wi-Fi. Uh, trying to stay connected here, but again, you haven't missed much. Uh, we're getting a little bit of a, a cleaning here as uh, there's moisture on the court. Looks like the officials have uh, taken care of that. So we're back to live action here now that the floor is cleaned up. On the other end is Reyna. Reyna now in the right corner as he feeds it out to Nicholas. Nicholas back out to Ronald Holland. Holland now at the top of the arc to C.J. Ford. Ford trying to drive in. Now Nicholas down on the baseline with a wild reverse layup that's no good. And now this is going to be a foul against Duncanville. And it will be against Ronald Holland. So we apologize here is on the other end. A three-point shot here from Ian Moat from the left wing is no good. As we welcome you to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Trying to get back on the air here on the Westlake Shap app. Shot is up from the left wing for Duncanville. That one is no good. And now a turnover on the other end here as the ball slips away and gets to Zurich Phelps. Phelps finds Reyna. Reyna with a three-point shot. That one is no That one is good for Juan Reyna. Now a 14 to 10 lead with 6:35 to play here in the ball and play here in the first half. And again, we apologize for a little technical difficulty here. We've had to change internet providers here as the Alamo Dome's Wi-Fi went down momentarily, but it's back in business now as KJ Adams switches it over to uh, Cade Mankel. Mankel trying to get it into Mo. Mo trying to dish it off, and his attempt to dish it actually ricocheted it to himself. Gives it over to Blake Nielsen. Nielsen goes underneath the basket, gives it to KJ. KJ kicks it back out to Nielsen. A three-point shot. Is no good. Now over to Reyna. Reyna who made the three-pointer that gave Duncanville a four-point advantage. Now with the basketball trying to make a move against Mankel. Penetrates, turns around, spins, and finishes with the left hand. Nice job there by Juan Reyna. As we welcome you to live coverage again, K.J. Adams trying to get into the lane. Puts up the shot with the right hand. That one wild. And now on the rebound, it's going to be a foul on Preston Clark. 
So Preston Clark picks up his second personal foul. And Westlake shooting woes continue here as they have yet to score here in the second quarter. Down by six as Reyna has made the last five points. Hit a three on the initial possession. He'll handle the basketball here as Damian Sykes remains in the ballgame. Phelps, Holland, Ford, Reyna, and Nicholas on the floor. That gets it back over to Phelps. Trying to work around the Gahan who checked in for Preston Clark and now a foul on the way to the basket here as the foul is actually going to be on. I'm trying to see who who has issued the foul there as it was a little unclear. Perhaps maybe Blake Nielsen. Nielsen arguing his case there momentarily, but it was against Phelps. Phelps will go to the line to shoot two. First shot is up and no good. Free throws are an issue as Phelps is two of two from the field. So now Phelps, after a brief conversation with the officials, David Peavy is just trying to solidify everything, and now Robbie Lucero having a similar conversation here with the officials. And Zurich Phelps resumes. His second shot is up and good. Phelps down with five points. With the basketball is Ian Moat. Moat across the timeline over to Gahan. Now over to Nielsen. Nielsen actually deflecting that ball was Zurich Phelps, but it lands in K.J. Adams' hands. Mankel gets it over to the corner to Nielsen. Nielsen thought about a three-pointer with the head fake. Gets it back out to Mankel. They'll reset here with five minutes to play in the half. Westlake trails by seven, 17 to 10. Nielsen now gets it into the low post to Gahan. Gahan, a one-on-one matchup here. Goes up. That shot rejected. No foul called. Into the outlet goes Zurich Phelps. Phelps into the paint. Kicks it out here to Ronald Holland, who fires up a three-pointer. That one wide right of the rim. Fighting for the offensive board is Davian Sykes, and Sykes finishes with the right hand, and a timeout's been called. The lead is nine. Duncanville, 19. Westlake, 10. 4.40 to play here in the second quarter, and Westlake, unfortunately, has not scored as the jump shots are not falling here for the Westlake Chaparrales. We'll kick a quick 30-second timeout and be right back. This is Westlake Basketball. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. Shaft struggling a little bit, obviously 19% shooting here as they have yet to make a field goal here in the second quarter. 4.35 to play in the first half. Nielsen trying to drive baseline, doesn't have it, kicks it back out to Mankel. Mankel with three points, Nielsen with two points, Adams with two points. That's it for Westlake. As Moat now trying to get into the motion offense here in the half court. 
Moat now down on the block. Here comes the double team against KJ. KJ rifles a pass. Somehow saving it from the corner is Nielsen. Back over to Moat. And Moat gets it down low on the left block to KJ Adams who head fakes. And KJ comes up with the easy bucket from the left block after the head fake there. Adams with his first field goal of the ball game. Now driving is Nicholas down the right side. Puts up the shot. The runner from eight feet away. No good. Rebound cleared out by Mankel. Mankel across the timeline looking for K.J. Adams. Adams trying to dribble down. Loses the control of the basketball and picking up the loose ball there is Sykes. Sykes trying to take it all the way in. No, he's going to give it up to Nicholas. Nicholas driving in. He doesn't have a shot. And that was last touched by Mankel. Mankel can't believe it because Sykes was the one that touched the ball as it went out of bounds. As Cameron Barnes checks back into the ballgame, as does C.J. Ford. We also see Eric Demings in the ballgame. Connor McManus getting up as well. Zerk Phelps is checked back in. So Westlake with just one field goal. They've led in this ballgame. But now a timeout's going to be called. We'll take it as well. This is a media timeout. And when we come back, Westlake trails by seven. Duncanville leading Westlake 19-12. to Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. Choosing the right bank for your business or project can be a challenging decision. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on B Caves just west of Mopac. Working for Westlake right here in Westlake. Plains Capital Bank, member FDIC. We welcome you back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you here is Westlake struggling here in the first half. Shooting as... Again, 19% was the shooting percentage in the first quarter. And again, Westlake didn't make a bucket until about just under five minutes to play in the second quarter. And that was a uh, an opportunity for K.J. Adams to get his first field goal of the game. Now a shot here on the inbound by Duncanville is Arendt. McGahan chases down the loose ball. Now K.J. Adams gets it over to the left wing. Moe trying to make a move, drives in, puts up the wild uh, shot. That one no good, but Moe's fouled, and he'll go to the line to shoot two. 3.19 to play. So Cameron Barnes picks up uh, the foul. Ian Moat at the line, Westlake 5 of 23. 0 for 2 from the line. Of course, those two by K.J. Adams. They are 2 of 12 from beyond the arc. First shot is good. For Ian Moat. Mm-hmm. 
Moat with a deep dribble, eyeing the second free throw. That one is no good. He's one for two from the line tonight. Reyna pulls down the rebound. Mo challenging across the timeline. Reyna blows by him, goes baseline, looking for a corner pass. He's got it to Ford. Now back up to Phelps. Zurich it takes aim from the top of the arc and drills the three-point shot. 22-13 with that three-point shot. Westlake struggling here to keep pace. As a nine-point advantage, still very much a part of uh, the deficit. Westlake shooting 22%, and now a traveling violation is going to be called on Nakari Gahan. Gahan moving with the basketball as he kind of lost control of it. Dunkerville 9 of 23 from the field. 5 of 23 is Westlake. 17% from uh, the uh, three-point line, 38% with that made shot there. As Westlake continues to try to stay in this ball game, Mankley, Gahan, Adams, Mo, Adam McManus on the floor. Another three-point opportunity from the left, from the right wing here for Phelps. That one airballed. Outlet pass going over to Mo. Mo dishes off to Mankle. Mankle with the easy score. Nice job there by Mankle. He has five points in the game. He's two of four shooting with that one. And Westlake still hanging around. Back to a seven-point lead, and it looks like we're going to have a brief stoppage of play here as C.J. Ford was trying to come out of the game. And uh, C.J. has to go back to the locker room. Not too sure what's happened there. As he will exit stage right. Going back towards the locker room area, Eric Dimmings will check in for him. Reyna gets the basketball on the inbound. Slips immediately. Regains his footwork across the timeline. Coming across the timeline, now gives it up to Phelps. Zurich trying to drive in. Contact there, and they're going to call a traveling violation on Phelps. Westlake wanted a uh, charge, but they got a travel instead as Phelps took too many steps with the basketball. K.J. Adams will inbound as Moat calling out. Now over to McManus. Good transition opportunity here for Westlake, and now an errant pass by K.J. Adams, who has played unexplainably his effort, unfortunately, subpar for his level and obviously this is the first state championship berth for Westlake obviously all of these players new to this process now Rana driving right in that ball lost and KJ Adams picks it up nice tip there by Gahan as Rana drove in now Moat to the left wing trying to drive in fancy dribbling as he resets the offense on the half court with 145 to play here in the second quarter 22 to 15 your score as Moat driving in, they're going to call a traveling violation here as he moved too many times. Moat, again, just trying to create some penetration, draw some folks in, but just moved too many times. 22-15, to 15, your score. Phelps leading the way with Duncanville with eight points on three of four shooting. He's one of two from beyond the arc. Nicholas now with the basketball as he gives it up to four. Back over, or excuse me, to Eric Demings. Now Phelps trying to drive in. Puts up the shot from the right block with the right hand. That one's no good. Mankle into the outlet over McManus. Inside to Moat. Moat now over to K.J. Adams. K.J. Adams with a nice move and throws it down with two hands. Now in transition. Here's Nicholas driving to the lane. That shot no good, but a traveling violation is called before contact. So a nice turnover here as Westlake's got some momentum. With that dunk by K.J., 66 seconds remain. In this first half, and Westlake has it to a 22-17 lead. Moat coming across the timeline. 
Over to the left wing to K.J. Adams. Back over to Mo. Mo trying to make a move at the top of the arc. Doesn't have it. Now, wide open on the left wing is K.J. Adams, and he buries the three-point shot. Westlake within two, 48 seconds to play. As Adams has erupted with seven points, now driving in is Phelps, and Phelps is fouled as he misses the shot from the right side, looking for the contact here, and the foul is going to be called on Cade Mankel. For Cade Mankel, that is his second personal foul. Three team fouls for Westlake. First shot is up for Phelps, and he makes the first shot. Nielsen will check in for Mankel. Westlake, 8 of 26. Four offensive rebounds, 13 defensive rebounds. Four offensive rebounds for Duncanville, 17 defensive boards as Phelps eyes his second shot. This one is no good. K.J. Adams with no defense there will pull down or with no offense in the, the area, giving up this final possession here to Westlake is Duncanville. Nielsen now gets it back out to McManus at the top of the arc, trying to work around Ronald Holland. Over to Nielsen, down low to K.J. Adams, fadeaway jumper from 12 feet away. That one is no good. Rebound fought for momentarily by Nicholas, and Nicholas actually had the ball taken away from him and it was poked out of bounds. Last touch by Westlake. Three-point advantage here for Duncanville. It's been as high as nine. Westlake with a couple of mini runs here late in the second quarter has allowed them to stay close. Ten seconds as Phelps dribbles and waits. Gets it over to Reyna. Reyna now eyeing up a very long logo shot for a three-pointer. That one no good. A last-second effort there for K.J. Adams is nowhere close. And that is not the shot I know David Peavy wanted just inside the Alamo Dome logo from about 26 feet away. That is not how they wanted that possession to end. But Westlake fighting back with a a nice dunk by K.J. Adams. And then a three-pointer by K.J. Gave him seven points in the contest. And Westlake will take a three-point deficit into the locker room. Duncanville leads Westlake 23-20. to We'll be right back as we continue live coverage from the Alamo Dome. It's the 6A state championship game. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Back in a moment, this is Westlake basketball. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want? Oh, yeah, we got box lunches that come with the cold sandwich, cookie and the chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you. Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyHam.com. The very best care. When you're sick, or injured, or worried about your premature baby, that's what you need. And it's exactly what we deliver. It's why we're the preferred health care provider of Central Texas and named one of the best in the country. Others say they're working to change health care for the better. At St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. The 
halftime show presented to you by Plains Capital Bank. Earlier this afternoon, we had an opportunity to meet with Robert Lucero. I want to bring those thoughts back. Obviously, some of you might have missed the pregame coverage, but I wanted to bring that interview back because obviously this has been a very difficult and emotional week for Westlake, the community as a whole, with the loss of Jackson Coker. And, of course, at the end of this interview, Coach goes over just how uh, the communication process has gone with his team and uh, and how all of our thoughts are with the Coker family during this very difficult time. Again, this game nor the team overshadows that moment, but it is something that everybody in the Westlake community has had to deal with. Duncanville leading 23-20 to here in the 6A state final. Joe Taylor joining you live. Earlier I caught up with Robert Lucero. It's the shoot-around with Robert Lucero ahead of the 6A state final as Westlake makes their first trip to the state finals. Obviously, here in this gym three years ago, what do you take from your experience in the semifinal against Allen in 2018? Is there any similarities about how to prep and get ready, and and what do you take from that as a head coach into this game? Well, I think one of the things that we learned that year, it was a little different setup because you had the Friday-Saturday games, and so you had a whole week uh, to mess with when that's, that's a lot of time for practice sometimes going into a game. We also came down, you know, because it was a Friday-Saturday deal, then we came down Friday morning, and we shot here in San Antonio, went to a hotel, came to see a game. Game before us goes in double overtime, then before you know it, like, our game starting, like, way late. And I thought we were uh, worn out from the uh, emotion of that day. We didn't back off practice this year going into a game, and, you know, thankfully we've been uh, relatively healthy, uh, so we didn't have to worry about that stuff. But even if we hadn't, I wouldn't have backed off. And then we also came down yesterday, and we did our shooting at Northside, our practice at Northside, full, you know, day before game practice, which is it's not the Alamo Dome, but doesn't have a backdrop, uh, so it's similar. And then uh, we came and watched the 5A game last night so we could kind of enjoy the experience as a team, uh, see the gym, see the motion. It was a really good 5A game, went into overtime, went back and forth. Uh, those are like the differences this year uh, compared to the last time. In the COVID-19 protocols this entire season, one of the things that you've talked about is that they haven't been able to get on the road. You don't get to go to yeah. tournament games. You don't get to be around each other in the hotel. You don't get to watch you know, movies or anything like that. Yeah. Even ride the bus was a little difficult yeah. this year, but it feels almost like it's normal here in the state championship yeah. game. Yeah, you know, it feels like a, a trip that we've taken the last couple of years for uh, one of those games in Dallas where we, you know, played a showcase game in, at, at, at Duncanville against a really good team. And, you know, the guys all had their own hotel room and we had a tar bus and we're all spread out. So it was a, it was still where you took some of the same precautions so you're not on top of each other cuddling all the time. But, uh, you know, but if you get to this point, you know, you, you want you want the kids to be able to enjoy this experience and not just rush through it. Um, and I think that's what we tried to do this time. 28-1, and 11-1, first in District 11-6A, the only loss on your season. Obviously, there's a little bit of a backstory. You know, you come off the game with Midway. You don't really get a chance to prep with them. You lose by 10. You're also banged up a little bit. But you're also coming off COVID mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. the, so the protocol is not exactly what you would want on a back-to-back game trying to get some sort of non-district season. However, when you look at Duncanville, they are every bit as advertised, averaging just over 83 points a game, and they are big down low they can go get the basketball they can rebound that is uh, something that we've seen Westlake run into where they've been the dominant rebound team tonight I think the game is on the glass got to make sure you don't turn the ball over because they fly down the floor and they attack the basket so well off the dribble coach Peavy has them playing a a pace and effort level that if you do miss they have guys that are trying to tip it in Um, and so we definitely have to make sure we take care of the ball and get um, predictable shots so that we can rebound uh, you know, our offensive rebounding, if we're doing a good job of it, can slow down that transition. You know, transition defense starts with shot selection. So, you know, we are going to fire some up there where they got to be great shots. Got to rebound it so they can't run at us. 
Uh, we got to take care of the basketball uh, so that they're not running at us. And then when the shot goes up, uh, we got to make sure we're hitting somebody. Uh, their pace of play gets a lot of cross matches. So if we're running back trying to find our man versus trying to find the closest guy, uh, then we're going to be all out of whack and we'll give up offensive rebounds. Uh, so when the shot goes up, um, we need to make sure that we're talking, communicating, and then uh, making contact with the guy closest to us. Zerk Phelps, obviously a guy that uh, is very much uh, athletic, length, good three-point shooter, but he's also a better driver. That's a guy that really stands out, that, that kind of controls the pace of the offense, if you will. When he's getting his shots and able to penetrate, that speaks to Westlake's defense down low. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got we got to try to – you know, they shoot the ball well, so it's hard to just load up on drivers, but we got to make sure we're kind of clogging uh, down gaps and then getting the shooters. You know, you got to do both against the uh, guys that are this good. So we definitely got to work to make sure that, that uh, uh, he's not getting some straight line drives. Um, and then when he gets there, you know, don't foul him. You challenge, but then uh, if you peel off, you got to hit somebody that's coming down from the top of the key to rebound. I know Damon Nicholas Jr. is, is a guy that makes a lot of shots in the paint. He's not asked to, to jump outside and, and just wail away at a three-point shot, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have one. No. A guy that shoots 40% from beyond the arc may not take a whole lot of shots, but he does, like Preston Clark, mm -hmm. take his shots when he has shots. I'm more interested in defense. Down low, this is something that Westlake's probably going to have to chase a little bit tonight when it comes to just the speed and athleticism, but defensively for Duncanville, I think their work's cut out for them just because of your offensive set, especially in the half court. You know, we got to make sure that we're still attacking the paint and getting in there. And then uh, they're, they're very good defensively, similar to Tascacito, where they're going to send somebody over to help early. So uh, when we do uh, get into the paint, we, we have to make sure we hit two. You know, that can be with the post up or it can be on the drive. But when they do send help over, uh, we can't get out of control. We got to jump up and throw it and skip it to the other side and play three on two uh, opposite the basketball. Final thought, Coach. We know that this has been an emotional week. You have the highest of highs on Tuesday night, Westlake's first ever trip in school history to the state finals, and then a punch in the gut on Wednesday morning. And I thought not only yourself, but the kids throughout the week have talked eloquently about the passing of Jackson Coker and just what kind of chaparral he was. And I think you summed it up nicely when you said he set the standard. Can you talk a little bit about how you've dealt with this as a coach heading into the state final? We talked about it uh, in film the day, the next day. Uh, when we were looking at the corrections and the good stuff from Atascacita, uh, and then you just try to share some personal stories. Not that I'll be able to take any of their grief or pain away um, because we had several guys on our team that were close to him. Um, we had several guys on our team the last couple of years that were close to him. So you're not going to be able to take that grief away, but that's okay because when you're mourning the way our guys were mourning, um, it shows that uh, there was something special that was lost. And so we have to try to make sure that we're Morning and, and, and not being ashamed of our, our emotions, but we also had to look at it from uh, the standpoint of gr uh, gratitude because we did have time and they had time with somebody that was special. Um, and then most importantly, um, you know, the emphasis should never be like on us. Um, it should always be on his family and what they're dealing with. And hopefully somehow the Westlake community can help them get through this because, um, you know, now that I'm a little older and I have a son and stuff, I just can't imagine what they're going through. So uh, we're definitely praying for them. One of the things that uh, Jackson always said was having an attitude of gratitude. And I think that's what we all are, is grateful that Westlake is in this position, grateful for the community that rallies around. And, Coach, uh, I know that this has been a tough week from just a leadership standpoint, and I know that you're dealing with it as we all are. Congratulations. And, again, as always, good luck. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's Robert Lucero. Again, our pregame conversation with Coach Lucero is always presented by Plains Capital Bank. This is the Plains Capital Bank halftime program. Again, looking at some first-half stats right after this timeout. Again, Westlake trailing by three, 
23-20 to 20 as Duncanville leads here at the break. We'll be right back for more live basketball. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. Well, if I told you that Westlake would shoot at one point in this ball game 19% from the field and only be down three points, I don't think you would uh, take take me too much as a truth teller here. Joe Taylor joining you courtside at the Alamo Dome. We take a look at the first half stats. Again, as a team, Westlake shooting 30%, 8-27 from the field, 23% from beyond the arc. 3 of 13. Again, 25% from the free throw line. In fact, both teams having their struggles. Westlake 1 of 4 and Duncanville 2 of 8. 7 turnovers for both ball clubs. Points off those turnovers. Westlake has 5. Duncanville with 6. And uh, looking at the rebound totals, again, defensively Westlake out re- uh, Westlake uh, Duncanville, I should say, out-rebounded Westlake 18-16, 4-3 on the offensive glass. Again, just two second-chance points opportunities as uh, Westlake has six assists, as do Duncanville. Three steals for Westlake. Mag with five points on two of four, shooting with three rebounds. Nielsen with uh, two points on one of three, shooting with three rebounds. Adams leading the way with seven points and eight boards. Moat with three points. He has the uh, one three-pointer on one of four, shooting. Clark with three points as well on one of two shooting, made his, free, made his three-point opportunity along with two rebounds. Phelps leads the way for Duncanville with nine points. Ford with five, Reyna with five, Nicholas with two, and Sykes with two. Westlake move right to left in the second half as left to right will go the Duncanville Panthers. We welcome all of you joining us here live on the Westlake Shaft app. Joe Taylor joining you here courtside at the Alamo Dome. Starting five in the ball game here for both ball clubs as Mankel, Nielsen, Adams, Moat, and Clark on the floor. Wild shot here from Nicholas on the fadeaway jumper from the baseline. No good. Nicholas outlet pass to Mankel over to Preston Clark. Clark throws up a wild shot. That one no good. Foul not called. Open opportunity here for Rena on the other end. In the transition, he finishes with the left hand. So with Rena, he has seven points in the ballgame on three of six shooting. And Duncanville grabs the first score of the third quarter, 25-20 to 20 with... Just under a minute gone by. Clark over to Nielsen. Now down low. That one's stolen away momentarily by Ronald Holland. He falls into the Westlake bench. Last touched by Duncanville. As Nielsen will inbound the basketball in front of his own teammates here. 7-0-1 to play here in the third quarter. Nielsen will inbound to K.J. Adams. Back over to Nielsen. Nielsen retreating over to the right wing. Trying to drive and find K.J. Adams in the corner. He has him. Now back up to Mankel. Mankel with an NBA three-point shot. That one is good. It rips the nylon. Another bit net for Cade Mankel. 25-23 to as Westlake's on the board. Now Nicholas dribbling. Trying to take K.J. Adams on an isolation play. Backs out. Doesn't like it. Gets it back out top to Phelps. Zurich trying to dribble drive by Mankel. Mankel hangs with him. Dishes it back out to the left wing to C.J. Ford. Over to the right wing to Reyna. Reyna picked up defensively by Moat. Reyna dribbling through the zone. Spin opportunity here around Preston Clark. Good defense there. Somehow the ball ricochets to Reyna on the floor. He kicks it over to Nicholas. Nicholas over to Ford. Ford, actually, that is Ronald Holland. And Holland gets a shot blocked by K.J. Adams. 
Into the outlet to Mo. Ian trying to make a move around. Nicholas doesn't have it. K.J. Adams lobbing it down low. Preston Clark is all alone, and Clark ties the ball game with an easy layup on the right block. We're all tied at 25 with six minutes to play here in the third quarter. Phelps trying to dribble drive down to the baseline. Puts up a shot. Somehow gets it to kiss off the glass, and it's good. As Phelps has 11 points in the ballgame on three of six shooting. Now Moe trying to work around a Preston Clark screen. Drives into the lane, loses the basketball. Now dribbles out of the trouble. Gets it over here to the corner to K.J. Adams. Adams over to Cade Mankel, and Mankel drills a three-pointer in the corner. 27. 28 points now for Westlake, and they take their first lead of the second half, 28-27. to 27. Over to the right wing to Phelps, trying to make a move against Mankel. Can't do it. Left-handed dribble, gets it back out to Reyna. Reyna trying to make a move, just puts up a runner inside the free throw line with the left hand. He finishes. Nice job there by Reyna. 29-28, another lead change here. Mankel with a crossover dribble, drives in, puts up the shot. That one is no good, but he is fouled. And the foul is going to be called on C.J. Ford. As C.J. Ford will pick up his first personal foul. That's the first team foul for Duncanville, and that is the first foul of the second half. And Mankel will go to the line to shoot two. Mankel is a 76% free throw shooter in the regular season, but in the postseason he has been dynamite. 86% and I jinxed him as that one rattles out. Free throws have been a premium here tonight for both ball clubs as Damian Sykes checks into the ball game. As does Eric Demings. Zurich Phelps along with Nicholas chatting with David Peavy. Peavy at one time was a head coach at Aikens before coming to the Dallas area, originally from San Antonio. Mankel makes the second free throw to tie the ball game at 29. Five minutes left. Ford trying to dribble drive through two defenders here on the baseline. This is a charge taken by Preston Clark. Foul called on Duncanville against Ford. And Ford picks up his second personal foul. And C.J. Ford tried to dribble drive, and Preston Clark playing a whale of a game yet again. Just a fundamental, fundamentally sound basketball from Preston Clark as he went for a double-double in the state semifinal win against the Tascacita on Tuesday night. More moisture on the floor here at the Alamo Dome. But with 4.55 to play here in the third quarter, Westlake and Duncanville are tied. The lead has been nine for Duncanville. But Westlake able to battle through 19% shooting percentage. And they've managed to stay in this ballgame. K.J. looking to inbound here to Preston Clark. Clark gets it back over to K.J. K.J. deed up here in the backcourt by Davian Sykes. K.J. over to the right wing. They shift over to Ronald Holland defensively, dribbling through the double team here and tying the basketball up. A reach-in opportunity here for Sykes. And Sykes able to tie the ball up, the jump ball, and the possession arrow will belong with Westlake. So the basketball will stay with Westlake. Back into the ballgame here is Zurich Phelps. Again, Phelps in the ballgame. 11 points on four of six shooting. Ford checks out, lobbing it down as Preston Clark, and unfortunately that pass is over the head of K.J. Adams. An unforced error there as the Shaps give away a possession. 439 to play here in the third quarter. 
Two team fouls for Duncanville. No team fouls for Westlake. As Phelps tries to find the right side here to Sykes. Sykes will slow things down. You can hear the chants of Westlake in the background. Actually sitting right in front of the Westlake crowd. Sykes dribbles down the left side of the lane. Feeds Demings. Demings now back up top to Phelps. Phelps trying to take Mankel. Stops and pops from the three-point line. That one no good at the top of the arc. But the offensive rebound cleared out by Demings. Demings gets it back over to Phelps. Phelps with a wild shot. And that foul is going to be called on K.J. Adams, and he can't believe it. His hands were straight up in the air. But, unfortunately, the whistle was blown there, and the foul committed by K.J. Adams. And for K.J., he picks up his, I believe his first personal foul. Jaden Greathouse is going to check in here as Nicholas checks in, Reyna checks out momentarily as Mankel will check out. 29 as the first free throw made by Nicholas. Or excuse me, I should say Zurich Phelps. His second one is not good. Preston Clark clears out the rebound. KJ fakes the uh, pass over to Moe, now hands it off to him and Moe will reset on the half court with four minutes straight up to play in the third quarter, Moe driving in the reverse layup, no good, the tip by KJ not there, the second time, not there now falling down on the ground is Preston Clark in an effort for the ball, but Phelps comes up with it now lob pass down low, reverse layup, no good as the uh, body control was not there for Ronald Holland now Moat across the timeline, over to the corner to Preston Clark. Clark in the left corner, picks up his dribble, trying to lob it into the post on the left block. Double team coming for KJ. He's going to dribble, cross-court pass to Greathouse. Greathouse driving in, using his athleticism. Ring puts the ball up. That one no good, but KJ pulls down the offensive rebound, goes right back up and scores. Adams with nine points in the ballgame now. Phelps will stop and pop for a three-point shot. That one no good. Nielsen pulls down the rebound. Westlake has the one-point advantage. 31-30 to 30 with 3.11 to play. Nielsen right around the UIL 100 logo. Hands it off to KJ. Lobs it out to Jaden Greathouse. Greathouse deed up by Nicholas. Gets it over to the right wing to Nielsen. One-point game here in the 6A state title game. Inside three minutes to play third quarter. Launching the ball. To the logo at the top of the arc here is K.J. Adams. Back over to Greathouse. Now back up to Nielsen to Greathouse. And Greathouse will reset. Trying to go around a Preston Clark screen. Nothing there. Now driving in. Using his athleticism. Tries to put the ball up. That one no good. Rebound cleared out here by Duncanville. Phelps trying to go coast to coast. Driving in on Nielsen. Puts up the shot. That shot falls. And it will count. And the foul on Westlake. And with that... So Blake Nielsen picks up the foul. The shot will count. So Duncanville takes the one-point lead. And we'll have an and-one opportunity here as we take a quick media timeout. We'll be right back after this timeout. Again, you're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball only on the Westlake Shop app. Choosing the right financial institution has become a challenge in the greater Austin area. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here. 
They live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on B Caves just west of Mopac. Plains Capital Bank, working for Westlake right here in Westlake. For over 100 years, the Coverts have sold over 1 million cars in Chevy and GMC trucks. We take a lot of pride in that. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert, and to be the leader, you have to offer more. We offer five convenient service locations for you to choose from. And, of course, the famous low covert price. No matter where you shop, no matter what you've been offered, the coverts will beat it. It's just that simple. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it. Covert Chevrolet Buick and GMC, Highway 71 in Bastrop. We welcome you back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you here, 32-31, to 31, Duncanville with the lead. Again, the lead changes have been uh, pretty sporadic here as Westlake was able to take a uh, a small lead. Three of ten shooting is uh, Duncanville from beyond the arc, 30% from uh, three-point land, 36% overall, 33% for Westlake. So, again, it has been a defense-ridden ball game. As Nakari Gayon comes into the ball game. And now a steal on the other end here by Jaden Greathouse. 33 to 31 after the second free throw, I should say, was made there. Now trying to drive in is Moat. Moat sneaks a no look pass over to Greathouse. Greathouse gets it over to Nakari Gayon and he loses the basketball. Now into transition, lobbing in is Sykes. Sykes gives it up to Phelps, and Phelps throws it down with the alley-oop. 35-31, a little 4-0 run, or should say 5-0 run here for Duncanville, and they've increased the lead up to four. Greathouse going into the corner to Moat. On the left corner, Moat trying to get it down low to K.J. Adams. Adams fights through the double team, puts up the shot. That one no good. Last touched by Westlake, according to the officials. So now inbounding here will be Damon Nicholas Jr. Coming across the timeline here. 145 remaining in the third quarter. Westlake down by four. Now C.J. Ford trying to dribble drive in. He steps back. Three-point shot from the right wing. That one no good. K.J. with the rebound. Adams will bring the ball up himself with a right-handed dribble. Now over to the left hand. He gets it back into Cade Mankle, who's checked back into the ball game. Over to the right wing to Jaden Greathouse. Mankel trying to lob it in. That deflected. Igehan able to go up strong and get it contact made. Will they call the foul on Duncanville or will they call the foul on Westlake? Igehan's slow to get up here. And it's actually going to be on Cameron Barnes. So Westlake will keep the basketball. Two team fouls for Westlake. Three team fouls. Westlake has four timeouts left. Duncanville has five. 35 to 31, Duncanville with the lead as they took the lead. And now Ian Moat underneath his own back basket will lob it out to KJ Adams. Adams looking for a gay Honda screen, brings two defenders with him onto the right wing, picks up his dribble. Here comes the trap. He gets it over to Mankel. Mankel with the basketball with a between the legs dribble. 
Now passing it into the high post on the left elbow. KJ battling his way, fighting through a triple team. Puts up the shot. There's no foul, but he connects. 35 to 33, final minute here. Phelps goes in hard. That shot is rejected, and a foul is called. It's actually not on KJ Adams, but a foul has been called, and you can hear Westlake is not happy about it as Mankle gets saddled with the foul. Despite all the contact and the trio of defenders, no foul was called on KJ Adams on the last made bucket, but Phelps flew to the basket. And somehow Mankle fouled him. He goes up and shoots the first of two free throws. And it's good for Phelps. 16 points for Phelps on 5 of 9 shooting. And he makes the second one with no problem to extend the lead to 4. 37 to 33 inside a minute to play. In the third quarter, Moat coming across the timeline on the right wing now, trying to signal Jaden Greathouse going in motion here as he gets the basketball at the top of the arc. Looking to the right wing here to Mankel. Mankel with an opportunity there. He passes up a three-pointer looking to get it to a Gahan. A Gahan driving to the hole, puts up the shot. That shot no good, but a Gahan is fouled. And that foul is going to be called on Cameron Barnes. And for Barnes, that is his... Third personal foul, so in a little bit of foul trouble is the big man down low. Igehan striding to the free throw line. Igehan, a 43% free throw shooter. He makes the first one. Like I said, free throws have been a premium here this evening as Reyna checks back into the ballgame. Second shot is up and no good, but this is going to be a lane violation. Inside 35 seconds to play here. Joe Taylor joining you live from the Alamo Dome. Reyna with the basketball across the timeline. Working for the final possession as Phelps tries to make a move against Mankel. Stutter step there. Mankel holds his ground as... He tries to dribble drive here, looking for some movement, streaking out of Sykes at the high post, and they're going to clear it out for the isolation here on Phelps. Crossover dribble, doesn't have it as Mankel stays right with him. Seven seconds. Now Reyna driving in, loses the basketball. Igehan over to Moat, and they're going to call a foul on the other end. It looks like Igehan was tripped up. Reyna is slow to get up, and Reyna, again, trying to figure out where the contact came from, and they call the foul on Reyna. So that's his first personal foul as Igehan had contact. So there's an opportunity here for for a catch and shoot. So now a lob in on the catch and shoot opportunity here. Mankel puts up the shot. It's no good. And we head to the fourth quarter. Westlake with a three-point deficit as Duncanville leads the Shaps 37-34. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball.
Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at austinperformancepsych.com. That's austinperformancepsy.com. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you here for the fourth quarter from the Alamo Dome in the 6A state championship game. A far cry from where Westlake was in the state tournament in 2018. Igehan, along with Nielsen, Mankel, Adams, and Moat are on the floor here for the Westlake Chaparrales. C.J. Ford, along with Juan Reyna, Ronald Holland and Zurich Phelps and Damon Nicholas Jr. on the floor here for Duncanville. Duncanville with a three-point edge coming out of the quarter break. Less than eight minutes to play. Phelps looking to drive in. Hangs in the lane. Puts up the runner with the right hand and it's good. Back up to a five-point advantage here for Duncanville. Moat comes across the UIL 100 logo. Hands it off to Mankel. Mankel over to Nielsen. Nielsen trying to lob it into the post to K.J. Adams. Adams trying to isolate against Nicholas. And he cross-court pass to Nielsen. Nielsen with a touch pass over to the left wing. Now picking up his dribble is Moat. Getting it over to Nielsen. Back over to Moat. They'll reset here with seven and a half minutes to play in regulation. Nielsen now gets it over to K.J. Adams. Adams forcing the issue with Nicholas. Driving into the lane. Stops. Puts it over to Mo. Mo for three. That one kisses off the front iron. Rebound collected by Reyna. Duncanville into the front court to Nicholas. Nicholas trying to dribble drive in. Doesn't have a shot. Kicks it out here to Phelps. Phelps thinks about a three-point shot. That one no good. Or that actually thinks about a three-point shot. Gets it out to Reyna through C.J. Ford, and they'll reset. Duncanville trying to limit possessions here for Westlake as they are in no hurry at all. Phelps going up for the shot. The touch around the rim four feet away. That one no good. Battling for the offensive board is K.J. Adams. And this is going to be possession Duncanville. So on the inbound here. A quick lob in and a catch and shoot situation here for Reyna. And Reyna somehow gets the shot. A nice elevated arc on that one for Reyna. And Reyna delivers the three. Now Nielsen kicks it over to Mo, over to Mankel. 42 to 34 as Mankel drives in. That one no good. Igehan gets the shot up. Igehan puts the ball in, and he is fouled. Count it. An and one opportunity here for Igehan. Foul is going to be called on CJ Ford. And for Ford, that is his third personal foul. Igehan has three points in the ballgame. He's one of four, or excuse me, I should say.
He is one of two from the free throw line. Izzy Gahan trying for his and one opportunity. That one is no good. Pulling down the rebound is Ronald Holland. Into the front court to Phelps. Phelps trying to dribble drive in. Puts up the shot. It's rejected out of bounds. Pick your blocker as Gahan got it first. And K.J. Adams swiped it out of bounds. 42-36. to It's a six-point lead. Highest lead of the second half for Duncanville. As Preston Clark checks in for E. Gahan. Now driving in. Clark delivers the rejection. And now... This is going to be a turnover, I believe, a traveling violation. Are they going to call a foul? Should have been a traveling violation, and that was the initial call. The officials are ruling in it now. It is going to be a timeout before the travel. So the officials are awarding David Peavy the timeout before the traveling violation. We'll keep it here as Westlake shooting 33% from the field, 37% for Duncanville. Phelps leading the way for both ball clubs, 19 points on 6 of 12 shooting. C.J. Ford with 5 points and 2 of 5 shooting. Reyna, 12 points on 5 of 9 shooting, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc for Reyna with 3 rebounds along with an assist. Nicholas with 4 points and Sykes with 2 points. Really doing the damage right now is the two-man game between Phelps and Reyna. Phelps is able to get to the rim with ease. Mankel with 12 points on 4 of 8 shooting. He is 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Nielsen with 2 points on 1 of 3 shooting. Adams with 11 points on 5 of 14 shooting. Moat with 3 points on 1 of 6 shots. Clark with 5. Igehan with 3. Lob in from Phelps out to the top to Ronald Hallen. Holland gives it off to Reyna. 42 to 36 your score with 6.05 to play. Now down low. Preston Clark trying to D up there, but the shot gets up for Holland, and Holland finishes at the left block. Holland with his first field goal of the game. He is 0 for 7 before that shot. Now 1 for 8. Preston Clark at the top of the arc. Trying to set things up here on the cut by Nielsen. It's not there. Moat gets by Holland. Step back. 18-footer. That one is good for Ian Moat. And a timeout's called as Westlake cuts it. Back down to a 44-38 lead. It's still a six-point advantage here as Westlake wants to talk about it with 5.39 to play. And we'll go ahead and give you some more statistical information. And uh, really, it's just been a two-man game here offensively for Duncanville. Points in the paint. Again, not necessarily the style of play for both of these teams as they are incredibly athletic. But the free throw line has been a very hard stat to watch this evening because both teams come in with high averages. But the butterflies and the lack of... uh, a background, a shooting background, if you will. Again, these players are not necessarily used to a college or professional level arena. That's exactly what the Alamo Dome is. And uh, without a backdrop, it is very difficult to kind of change your perspective. But right now, Duncanville shooting 46% from the free throw line, 33% for Westlake, 3 of 9 shooting from the line, 6 of 13. Both teams have turned the ball over nine times. The difference in that stat, Duncanville... Able to turn those turnovers into nine points. Westlake, they've only been able to turn it into five. Duncanville so far taking the edge in uh, second chance points. They have eight of second chance points, four for Westlake. Again, both teams kind of feeling each other out in the first half. Duncanville with the athletic edge. Phelps, like I said, able to get to the rim without a problem. And then he leads all scorers with 19 points. Phelps trying to make a move again against Mankel through a double team. Puts up the shot from the left block, and it's good. He has 21 in the game. 
Now Moat trying to run. 46 to 38. It's an eight-point lead here for Duncanville with 520 to play. Westlake needs to get something going offensively. Nielsen finds KJ down on the left block. KJ backing into the triple team. This time a foul is going to be called against Duncanville. So the foul is going to be called on Davion Sykes. Sykes picks up his second personal foul. And it'll be a one-and-one opportunity here as that's 17 fouls for Duncanville. So Westlake, anytime Duncanville commits a foul, they'll be shooting free throws the rest of the way. K.J. Adams eyes up his first free throw shot, buries it. K.J. missed his first two shots. And now he'll get a second shot as Connor McManus will check in here for Cade Mankel. 46-39 with that shot. K.J. trying to cut it to six. Adams, the senior. A few dribbles. He spins up the second shot. That one no good. Fighting for the rebound and clearing it out is Duncanville. Now into the front court here with Reyna. Reyna gives it up to Nicholas. Nicholas trying to make a move down the right side. Gives it up to Phelps. Phelps drives into the baseline. Doesn't have it. Back out to Nicholas on the right wing. Comes in. Makes contact there. And it's going to be a foul against Preston Clark. As it looked like Nicholas just kind of turned and leaned that shoulder in. Clark's feet weren't set, but it looks like that initiation of contact is a nice way to kind of hide the offensive foul, but Clark called for it. And for Preston, that is his third personal foul. Mankel's going to check in, and Nielsen's going to check out. Inside five minutes to play as Preston Clark hit with his third personal foul. Fourth team foul for Westlake here in the second half. Phelps will inbound as Nielsen takes a seat on the bench. Lobs it out to Nicholas. Nicholas now back down to Phelps. Phelps, and this is going to be a foul against Phelps. Phelps kind of leaned back and initiated contact there with Mankel, and they call the foul. So the officials get Phelps with his first personal foul. Phelps has turned the ball over, but that's acts as a turnover as Moe gets the inbound. 46-39, and now another opportunity here as a foul is going to be called. And this one is actually going to be called on Eric Demings as he clipped Preston Clark on the way by the timeline. Westlake one foul away from the double bonus. So Clark will shoot the one-and-one. Preston Clark on the season, a 67% free throw shooter. Staggers his feet at the charity stripe. Spins the first shot up, but it's good. Westlake cuts the lead to six. 46-40 with 4.53 to play here in the fourth quarter. Westlake make it a game of it despite shooting woes. Clark focusing in on the front of the rim. Fires up the second shot. That one no good. Rattles out, but Clark chases down his own miss. He has control of it over to McManus. McManus back up to Clark. He's going to redistribute and a good possession opportunity here to come away with at least three points. Moe trying to dribble drive into the right lane. Doesn't have it. Gets it over to KJ. KJ goes up. That shot no good, but KJ is fouled. Huge contact down low by Phelps, and I believe Phelps is going to get the call. That'll be the 10th team foul for Duncanville, so Westlake will shoot free throws the rest of the way. Two with every foul. 
Westlake still far out of reach. Again, about three fouls away from the bonus as they've only committed four team fouls, and K.J. will go to the line. Adams with 12 points on 5 of 14 shooting. He is 1 of 4 from the free throw line. And he'll stride back to the charity stripe here for two shots. Try to get Westlake within four points. So K.J. now with the opportunity now that the moisture is off the floor. That has been an ongoing theme as we've seen a lot of work done to this court here in the middle of the Alamo Dome. K.J. with a couple of dribbles, spins up the first shot. That one no good. Checking back in here is Holland. Holland will check in for Sykes. So Davion Sykes will take a seat. Westlake with 40 points on the board. Again, trying to get it within six points here as K.J. will have a second shot. And once again, moisture the topic of conversation down low and KJ's not liking the delay in the game at all 435 to play here in the fourth quarter Westlake with has trailed the majority of the second half they led briefly when they were trading blows there 31 to 30 but this time KJ able to squeak that one in there and makes his second shot 46 to 41 a five-point advantage here bringing the ball up is Nicholas Nicholas trying to make a move around K.J. Adams, surveying the floor. Again, Dunkerville is not going to be in a hurry at all to get a shot off. Now trying to make a move around Nicholas. This is going to be a foul called on K.J. Adams, a reach-in foul. And uh, it'll be on the floor, so it will be Duncanville. Duncanville will get the ball on the side in front of the scorer's table. 46-41, a five-point advantage here for Duncanville. Westlake with its fifth team foul, K.J., with that foul, picks up his second personal. And Reina inbound in front of Moat. Gets it into Phelps. Phelps now over to Nicholas on the right wing. Nicholas trying to make a move around K.J. Adams. Doesn't have it at the top of the arc, so he'll reset. 4-12 to play here in the fourth quarter. Westlake's deficit is five. Now gives it back up to C.J. Ford. Ford trying to make a move around McManus. Drives into the lane. Puts up the runner. That one no good. Hard carom off the back iron. Gives Ford his own rebound. This bad luck right there is now Phelps drives in. Puts up the runner in the lane. And it's good for Zurich Phelps. He has 23 points in the ballgame. Now back up to a seven-point advantage for Duncanville. 48-41. to 41. Now Mankel at the top of the arc trying to drive in. Feeds K.J. Adams. The three-point shot. That one is good as he buries it. Timeout. So now with that shot, K.J. makes his second three-pointer and pulls the Chaparrales within four. Clutch shot right there from K.J. Adams, and a timeout's been called. So we will take a quick timeout. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball. This is the 6A state championship game. We'll be right back to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio after this. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. Here we go. 
We welcome you back to live coverage. 48 to 44, your score. 16 points for KJ Adams on 6 of 15 shooting, including two big three pointers. He is 2 of 4 in that department, and none bigger than that one as Phelps was able to cruise in and make that easy layup in the lane for his 22nd and 23rd point on 8 of 14 shooting. KJ delivers a dagger from the top of the arc on that three-point shot. So Westlake within four with 3.38 to play here in the fourth quarter. Joe Taylor joining you live here from the Alamo Dome on the Westlake Shop app and on westlakeshops.com. Ian Phelps, the biggest shot killer of them all right now with 23 points in the ballgame. Duncanville shooting 40% as a team, Westlake 36%. Both teams shooting 33% from beyond the arc. Nielsen back into the ball game here with Moat, Mankel, Adams, and Preston Clark. Starters in for Westlake. Reyna, C.J. Ford, along with Phelps. Five team fouls for Westlake, ten team fouls for Duncanville. Now Reyna over to the right corner. Trying to dribble drive in as Nicholas. Doesn't have it. Gets it back out here to the left wing to Phelps. Phelps trying to drive against Mankel. Driving in. Puts up the shot. That one is good as Mankel just cannot get in front of him. Right now everything falling for Phelps. KJ now into the paint. Puts up the shot. That shot is good. Still no foul called on the contact. He's looking at the referee. What do I have to do to get a call? But nonetheless, KJ able to answer with a field goal. So the lead... Cut back down to four, 50 to 46 with 2.50 to play. Phelps deed up by Mankel, now driving in. Baseball pass over to Nicholas and resets to Ford. Ford shoots the basketball over to Reyna just inside the timeline. Chased around by Moat, working around a screen, moved his pivot foot, and that was almost a travel, and Peavy called a timeout right before the official saw it. It's a 30-second timeout. We will keep it here. 2.35 to play here in the fourth quarter. Westlake, again, it is like gnawing at the bit. They are just trying to stay in this game. No real flow has come offensively. And really, with Phelps' 25 points, he has half the points for Duncanville on 9 of 15 shooting. And most of that has been done as he's dribbled, drive, and penetrated. Westlake defense, even in zone at times, unable to stop Phelps. And he has 25 points in the ballgame. And he doesn't necessarily have that many threes either. This has all been done off the dribble drive penetration. So we thank all of you for joining us here as our basketball coverage on the Westlake Shop app and the Westlake Nation Media Network concludes tonight. No matter the outcome, it has been a tough year through COVID-19 protocols. And you might remember that this championship game was not played a year ago. As we went into a COVID-19 lockdown, as Duncanville was primed for another opportunity at a state title. Phelps trying to make his way around Mankel. Bounce pass is actually kicked defensively out of bounds by Westlake, so it will stay with Duncanville with 2.24 to play. The Shaps trail by four, 50 to 46. Phelps looking to inbound underneath his own bucket. Phelps lobs it out. Near steal opportunity here for Nielsen. Now KJ gets the loose ball. KJ going up. He puts up the shot. He's fouled on the way up. So KJ's going to go back to the line to shoot two. As Nielsen's hustle effort there tipped the ball away momentarily. And KJ just using that athleticism to dart his way forward and get collection of the basketball. Thought he might actually have an opportunity to finish at the rim. But 
He floated in the air long enough. Too much contact, so he goes back to the line to shoot two. First shot is up and good for K.J. Adams. Adams now three of seven from the charity stripe with 19 points in the ballgame, trying to cut it to two, and he does. 50-48. to 48. It's a ball game, folks. Hope you're enjoying it here on the Westlake Shap app. I know a lot of you are watching on Fox Sports Southwest, but some of you have us tuned in here on westlakeshaps.com. Nicholas trying to take KJ off the dribble. Spins. Puts up a runner. That one no good off the front iron. Rebound cleared out here by Nicholas as he gets it him up himself. Puts up the shot. The putback is good, and he is fouled. So count the basket. The foul's on Nielsen. Nielsen picks up his second personal foul. That's the 16th foul for Westlake. 2.07 to play, and that is a big moment in this game as Nicholas able to get, as Nicholas able to put the shot in. The and one opportunity is coming here. Shot is up and no good. Preston Clark clears the rebound. 2.05 left in regulation. Moat bringing the ball across the timeline. 52 to 48. It's a four point advantage. And now they're going to call a traveling violation on K.J. Adams. The official called a traveling violation as the pass went from Moat to K.J. Adams. He just kind of sidestepped. And the official called a traveling violation. So a turnover here for Westlake. Phelps coming across the timeline, driving right into the lane. Falls down. No traveling violation called as he got the pass off to Nicholas. Nicholas drives in. That shot is no good, but he's fouled. Four-point advantage with 145, or excuse me, 146 to play in the fourth quarter. And the foul is going to be called on K.J. Adams. Adams with his third personal foul. He has 20 points in the ballgame. Again, final 146, so not necessarily in foul trouble. But Nicholas will go to the line to shoot two nonetheless. Nicholas, six points on three of nine shooting. He is 0 for 1 from the free throw line. Has five rebounds in the ballgame as well. Rebounds definitely telling the story here. Westlake outboarded by eight. 38 rebounds for Duncanville. 30 for Westlake. And we talked to we talked to Robert Lucero before the game, and he goes, it's going to be on the glass. And right now on the offensive boards, Duncanville out-rebounding Westlake 11-7. 12 second-chance points. As once again, the attention here in the Alamo Dome turned to the floor. 146 to play as Nicholas waits for the crew. Nicholas during the regular season, a 62% free throw shooter. And now he'll have to battle through here with these two shots. The first one is up and no good as it rattles off the back iron, front iron, and falls to the right side of the rim. No good. Westlake with seven team fouls, so they are in the bonus are the Duncanville Panthers. Second shot for Nicholas, spins out, and Preston Clark pulls down the rebound. Moat into the front court. Gets it over to K.J. Adams. Adams trying to work his way around to Preston Clark. Screen, that three-pointer no good. In fact, it doesn't even catch iron. Moat is able to get the rebound, but the kickout is stolen. Nicholas drives all the way in. That shot is good, and he is fouled. Preston Clark not able to get in front of him in transition. you got to count the basket, and the foul is going to be called on Preston Clark. And for Clark, that is going to be his fourth personal foul. And Nicholas once again will go to the line as he is erupted here late in the ballgame on 4 of 10 shooting. And Westlake will call a timeout, 54-48, to 48 as the wheels have come off just a bit here for Westlake. 
We will take a quick timeout and be right back after this. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball only on the Westlake Shap app. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at AustinPerformancePsych.com. That's Austin Performance PS1. We welcome you back to live coverage inside the Alamo Dome. Joe Taylor joining you here for the 6A State Final in San Antonio. 48 for Westlake, 54 for Duncanville. Duncanville has played much better offensively, but again, the shooting percentage mostly inflated there because of the play of Zurich Phelps. 25 points in the ball game. Nicholas adds the end one. And Duncanville leads 55-48. to 48. The Chaparrells into the front court, and Moat has the ball deflected away as Phelps pushes it. Now inbounding the basketball will be Blake Nielsen. Nielsen waiting for the streaking Mankel, finds him back over to Nielsen. 90 seconds. Now Moat trying to drive baseline, has an opportunity. Mankel from the left wing. Three-point shot. That one no good, but Nielsen clears the rebound, gets it back to Mankel. Mankel drills it. It's a three-pointer, and Westlake cuts the lead to four. 55-51, to 51, as Mankel had no problem putting up another shot. Now Phelps elevating, and he finishes again at the rim. 57-51, to 51, inside a minute to play, and now a traveling violation on K.J. Adams. Adams moved his pivot foot down on the left block, so Westlake has to go into full court pressure here. Six-point advantage for Duncanville as Phelps has just had his way with the Westlake Chaparral defense. Denied inbound pass there as Moat tipped it away out of bounds. Nice pressure. 57 to 51, 53 and a half seconds to play here in the state final. Westlake's first ever berth. Duncanville trying to technically repeat as they won the 2019 title. Now inbound goes over to Phelps. Mankel trying to stay in front of him. Now he picks up his dribble. Cross-court pass to Reyna. Reyna with numbers, gives it over to Nicholas. Nicholas puts up the shot. It's no good, but following is Holland with the jam. 59-51, to 51, an eight-point advantage here. KJ with a sense of urgency, kicks it out to Nielsen. Mankel in the corner for three. That one no good. Nielsen with the putback. That one is good. And a timeout for Robert Lucero and the Westlake Chaparrells. 30 seconds remain here, six-point ball game as Duncanville leads 59-53. to Westlake got close, cut it to four. Mankel's three-pointer was big, but then Phelps came right back down on the other end. And it seems like every time Westlake starts to cut into this lead and go on a run, Phelps decides that he is going to just drive straight to the rim. Nakari Gahan is going to check into the ball game now as the UIL athletic staff 
preparing for the post-game ceremony here with 35 seconds left in this timeout. David Peavy talking to his team right now as Duncanville sends out Reyna Phelps along with C.J. Ford. And right now there's a little bit of a discrepancy here. The clock never stopped. In fact, the clock operator here courtside noticed immediately they're putting 30.2 seconds back on the clock. Westlake trails by 6, 59 to 53. Nicholas is going to inbound the basketball ahead of full court pressure here. And now Reyna beats the pressure as he passes over to C.J. Ford. Reach-in foul here called on Nielsen to stop the clock as K.J. is going to check back in. 25.9 seconds, one-and-one one opportunity here for Duncanville. C.J. Ford will head to the line to shoot two. Ford's first trip to the free throw line. Seven points on three of seven shooting. Five rebounds. And he heads to the line here for the front end of the one and one. First shot is up and good for Ford. 44% from the free throw line. And the Duncanville Panthers have done the job late. Lead is seven. Ford trying to make it eight, and it is. 25.9 seconds. K.J. Adams across the timeline. Sense of urgency. That pass denied. Holland pokes it out of bounds as Nielsen again will inbound. 21.6 seconds left. Nielsen trying to lob it in. Again, it's deflected. Loose ball fought for here and controlled by C.J. Ford. Over to the left wing to Reyna. Reyna out goes down to Holland. Holland drives into the baseline, puts up the shot with the one hand, and that'll, do, that'll almost do it. As on the inbound pass coming over, they're going to give the ball to Duncanville. Duncanville? No, they've actually corrected it. It should be Westlake basketball, and it is. It was poked out of bounds there by Duncanville. 9.3 seconds left. 10-point advantage for Duncanville, and the Panthers can smell it. Checking into the ball game now for Duncanville as some guys getting on the floor here for the first time as Westlake had their opportunities, but Moat trying to spin his way, has the ball taken away from him. Nicholas over to Phelps. Phelps loses a handle on the basketball, goes to the corner, and a shot here at the end for Reyna, who buries it, and that will do it. So the, the shot will count. And no idea why Reyna just shot the ball up on the corner. But Duncanville defeats Westlake. The final score, 66-53. to The Chaparrals fall in the state finals. Their first ever trip comes with disappointment. But Duncanville, dominant the entire way, especially in their guard play. Phelps finishes with 27 points. He is the story. As Duncanville will cut down the nets here. And it has been an emotional week for the Westlake Chaparral family. And now these seniors have played their last basketball game as Westlake Chaparral's. This is a tough pill to swallow. Duncanville, as advertised, incredibly athletic. And Westlake just did not have enough offensively to stay with it. And uh, this will do it for the Westlake Chaparral basketball season as Westlake falls to Duncanville 66-53. 
as we recognize the seniors on this ball club. We'll be right back after this timeout. We'll talk more as the postgame festivities continue here. Westlake finishes second in the state in 6A, but fall in the state final to Duncanville, 66-53. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. Whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees it's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at Cricket Shirts. On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Going touchdown. Stack your roster with delicious, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. And top it all off with freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at austinperformancepsych.com. That's austinperformancepsych.com. CH.com. The Felger Insurance Agency is proud to support Westlake Athletics on the drive to a district title. Speaking of driving, if your Westlake son or daughter is ready for their independence and their driver's license before they hit the road, let Jeff Felger take a look at your current insurance plan. Jeff lives and works in Westlake and can help you choose the coverage options you need to include your family's newest driver. Call 512-250-2334 and speak to Jeff. Get your new driver off to a safe start with Farmers and Felger Insurance Agency. We are Farmers Hey, it's Bobby Bones. You listen to Joe Taylor, Westlake Football. We welcome you back to live coverage here in the postgame. Todd Dodge along with Principal Steve Ramsey delivering the second place medals here. The Westlake Chaparrales in the state finals in football. They make the state finals in basketball as well. And uh, there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of as Westlake unfortunately loses in the state final 66-53 to champion Duncanville. Duncanville with their seventh trip, and they win their fifth title as a program. Again, made the finals a year ago, but uh, with that obviously came COVID and the shutdown, so they did not play the state championship game. But uh, Duncanville will walk out of the Alamo Dome as state champions. 66-53 66-53 the final score as we take a look at uh, some of the uh, final stats. <clears throat> and looking at the team stats, again, uh, Duncanville shots 46% from the field. They made 26 of their 56 shots, 38% from beyond the arc, 5 of 13 from three-point land. And 47% from the free-throw line, 9 of 19. They turned the ball over 11 times. Points off turnovers, how about 19 for Duncanville? 39 total rebounds, 27 on the defensive glass, 12 on the offensive glass. Coming off the bench, 
They only got two points from from the bench. One block, seven steals, and eight assists. The uh, game was tied five times. It was tied for two minutes and eight seconds and eight lead changes. Looking at Westlake, they shot 38% from the field, well below their average, 19 of 50 from the from the field, 32% from beyond the arc. They made seven of their 22 shots, 47% from the free throw line, 8 of 17. They turned the ball over 14 times, got nine points off those turn off to Duncanville's 19, or I should say 11 turnovers, rather. 34 total rebounds for Westlake. That's right at their average. 24 defensive rebounds. 10 offensive rebounds. They got outboarded by two in that department. Second chance points. The Shafts made 10 second chance points. Got three points off the bench. Five blocks in the ball game. Five steals and 11 assists for the second place Shafts. Looking at Duncanville. Duncanville individual scores. Davion Sykes on his only shot for the field made it. Two points. He finishes with two rebounds. And 11 minutes played. Demings finishes with two rebounds, doesn't score a point. Nicholas scored nine points, the majority of those points at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Shot four of 11 from the field, one of four from beyond the arc. He had five rebounds to go along with an assist and a turnover. Reyna with 15 points, silenced in the second half, actually banked in that last three-pointer. He finishes with 15 points on six of 10 shooting, three of six from beyond the arc, 0 for two from the free throw line. Three rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. C.J. Ford, nine points in the ballgame on three of seven shooting, one of four from beyond the arc, two of two on the at the free throw line there at the end of the game. Got five rebounds and four assists. Turned the ball over five times. Holland, not necessarily an offensive factor, but certainly made his, uh, made his mark underneath the rim. Pulled down eight rebounds to go along with two assists and four points. And... 66 points are on the board, folks. 27 of those 66 belong to Zurich Phelps. Zurich Phelps shot 10 of 16 from the floor, 1 of 2 from beyond the arc, made 6 of his 9 free throws, collected 5 rebounds, and turned the ball over twice. That is the difference in the game right there. 27 points for Zurich Phelps as he takes home the game's MVP. Take a look at uh, the Westlake Chaparrales individually as... Nakari Gahan finishes with three points on one of four shooting. He was one of three from the charity stripe. Three rebounds. Preston Clark, six points on two of four shooting. He was one of one from his lone three-point shot. Went one of two from the charity stripe. Six rebounds and assist. Ian Moat in his final game as a Westlake Chaparral. Scored five points on two of seven shooting. He was 0 for four from beyond the arc. One of two in the free throw line. Has a rebound and an assist as well. Blake Nielsen with four points of the ball game, only shot the ball four times, two of four shooting, went 0 for 2 from beyond the arc, and collected eight rebounds, two assists, and turned the ball over one time. Cade Mankel, second leading scorer for the Westlake Chaparral, scored 15 points in the ball game, five of 11 shooting, four of nine from beyond the arc, one of two from the charity stripe, three rebounds, and an assist. And leading the Westlake Chaparral's in his final game, 20 points for K.J. Adams on seven of 17 shooting, two of five, from the three-point line, four of eight from the free throw line, 12 rebounds. So he finishes his final game with a double-double against Duncanville and three assists. Big trouble here for Westlake is the turnover margin. Again, Westlake turning the ball over uh, 14 times in this ball game, and those 14 turnovers led to 19 points and a 16-5 to run for Duncanville at the end of the game. It really tells the story as Duncanville dominant especially 
from Zurich Phelps, who takes home the tournament's MVP here in 6A. So that will do it for our coverage. Obviously, we will not be able to talk to Robert Lucero. COVID-19 protocols prevent us doing a one-on-one interview. Had Westlake had won, we probably would have gone to the podium and aired those comments. But for Westlake, it is a bittersweet week that concludes with a little bit more uh, sad news. Is Obviously, Westlake really wanted to win after the uh, terrible week when uh, the Westlake community lost one of its... Uh, football captains from the 2019 team but we cannot dismiss the successful run that Westlake has been on in basketball it is nothing short of amazing so you take a look at some of the shout outs if you will at the end of the season Westlake's head coach Robert Lucero gets his 200th win in this uh, in this 29 or in this 2020 2021 season again the uh, basketball team only loses two games both of those games to the exact same team Duncanville so when you look at the the last couple of years last year's team lost three games this year's team lost two that's five losses in the last two seasons that is impressive stuff and when you start thinking about just the the just the sheer magnitude of how much winning Westlake has done uh, KJ Adams and Cade Mankel won 96 games in their careers at Westlake. Mo, uh, Ian Moat won 132 games, a part of 132 wins. And uh, the team will head back to Westlake High School. And, again, they are opening up the gym for support. But uh, if you want to come out to uh, the community, I'm trying to get official word to make sure that that's actually happening. But we're going to take a look at the uh, roll call here for the seniors. And we start with 6'6 forward Ty Nelms along with 6-6 forward Zane Schramm. These guys uh, work hard in practice as the uh, the big men. They don't necessarily get all the time in the world, but uh, you've heard Robert Lucero talk about just how important carrying this amount of guys are because it is impressive. You, know, you have practice, and obviously this is a recipe for success. And Schramm and Nelms are a part of that success. Diego Schleppe, a six-foot guard, sharpshooter from the outside, Ian Moat, we mentioned him, six foot point guard, has played his last game. Alex Gilbreth, the six foot two junior or six foot two guard, hard working, getting opportunities late, late in games at times. Jake Butler, Davis Robertson, Rohan Gudapali, Blake Nielsen, Javante O'Connor, who really didn't get a chance to play this year, along with Cade Mankel and, of course, KJ Adams. Again, congratulations to those young men. As they wrap up their basketball careers, it has been an absolute pleasure covering Westlake basketball these last four seasons. Westlake has been absolutely dominant in their performances. And this season of all ends here at the state finals, a place that Westlake basketball has never been. So as we look up at the 66-53 final score and the disappointment of losing a state championship game, obviously with the Westlake basketball program, you have to have some perspective and look at it as a successful program finally breaks through and makes the state championship game. This has been a special group. This has been a hard week. And Westlake, obviously, for the first three and a half quarters, played championship-level basketball. They finish as second in 6A. Congratulations to all of those seniors. And uh, while we're issuing congratulations, we have to recognize assistant coach Tyler Blackshear. Tyler is a defensive coach for Todd Dodge's two-time state champion, back-to-back state champion football coaching staff. 
Tyler Blackshear has accepted a position as the defensive coordinator for Cameron Yo. He has coached his last game as a Westlake basketball coach. The state championship was his last game as a football coach, and his last uh, official duty here was to uh, gear the Shaps up for the state championship run. And I know Robert Lucero and Todd Dodge both appreciate his services and, of course, all of his players, both on the football team and the basketball team. Tyler Blackshear moving on to a defensive coordinator position with Cameron Yo. So congratulations, Tyler, and uh, good luck to you and your family. And uh, we say good night from the Alamo Dome as Duncanville defeats Westlake 66-53. And again, a roll call for the seniors. Cade Mangle, Javante O'Connor, Blake Nielsen, Rohan Gudapali, Davis Robertson, Jake Butler, Alex Gilbreth, K.J. Adams, Ian Moat, Diego Schleppe, Zane Schramm, and Ty Nelms. Congratulations to the Duncanville Panthers. Their third, their second title in three trips to the finals. Obviously didn't play the one last year due to COVID-19 protocols, but they come back, make their third straight state title game, and defeat Westlake 66-53 to in the process to win the school's fifth state championship. I'm Joe Taylor, and uh, we won't have to wait long because baseball's district opener is on Monday, March 15th. So we'll be back on the air for that district opener on the Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. And again, Duncanville defeats Westlake 66-53 to here in the 6A state finals. And once again, we send our heartfelt condolences to the Coker family. This has been a tough week in the community, and uh, Westlake was able to rally around their basketball team on a ride to the state championship game after Wednesday's horrible news. We thank all of you for joining us on the Westlake Shop app. We thank all of us, all of you for joining us on the westlakeshaps.com website. My thanks to the UIL, Logan Lawrence, and his crew here on the media side. Another wonderfully hosted state championship game here in the Alamo Dome. And, of course, we thank Casey Johns, our executive producer. Thanks so much for all of you do that for the Westlake Nation Media Network. And we thank all of you for listening. I'm Joe Taylor from the Alamo Dome. Your final score, Duncanville defeats Westlake in the state finals here in 6A, 66-53. We say goodnight from San Antonio with baseball around the corner. But for basketball, I'm Joe Taylor. been listening to Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Fence and Death, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas, Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, at Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes.